Welcome to the Let New Adventures Begin podcast. My name is Laura. In 2016, my partner Patrick and I moved into a 192 square foot tiny house on wheels. This move was the start of a major life shift. Getting out of debt, taking ownership of our time and our health, while making new experiences and travel a priority. We started to share our journey on YouTube to hopefully inspire others to make changes and create the life that they truly want to live. Thank you for coming along with us as we let new adventures begin. Hey everyone, I'm Laura and this is my 24 foot tiny house on wheels. And today I wanted to share with you the story and the process of how I came to live in a tiny house, how it was built, and the whole process that led up to us moving into this 192 square foot space. A lot of times we see people kind of in the finished product where they have everything figured out and put together and we don't get to hear the story behind it. So I figured I would share the journey that brought me to this spot right now. And um, we've been living in our tiny house for a little over five years at this point. And I'm very, very happy that we went through the process of figuring all this out. If I go back to the very beginning, this whole experience really got started in about 2010. And the way that I first learned about tiny houses was the website Pinterest was becoming really popular. And I was talking to one of my friends at work and she said, oh, go on Pinterest. There's all these really interesting things on there. And as I was scrolling through some of the different pictures, it came up with some pictures of a tiny house and I was immediately drawn to it and started looking, trying to figure out what it was. I kind of knew I liked travel and campers, but I had never seen anything like this where it was an actual house that you could move and everything was so clean and so simple and it was just such an efficient use of space. I immediately just felt like this is for me. I need to do this. Now, Back in 2010, I was married and I remember very distinctly taking the pictures and showing my husband at that time the tiny house and he had a completely different reaction to it. He, he didn't understand the appeal. It was like a novelty to him, like it is to a lot of people. It's a novelty. But to me, it was more than just a novelty. It was an option to kind of change the way that I was living because I wasn't exactly happy with having the suburban house and the mortgage and all of the yard work and the job that I had to work overtime to pay for everything. I was feeling kind of suffocated by all of that stuff. To me, I looked at the tiny house and I thought, this is a way to live differently. This is a way that I can really live in a way that's more in alignment with the things that I wanna do long-term. But I'll never forget when I showed him the pictures of the tiny house, he just kind of looked at me and he said, why would you want to go backwards? We have a house, that's a trailer. Why would you want to go backwards? So <laughs> the whole concept was pretty lost on him. He was not on board at all. So at that point, I, I kind of put it out of my head as something viable that I could actually do. 
I watched some YouTube videos and started to start to learn more about alternative living styles and I was just fascinated by how people were living different lifestyles but at that point I kind of said okay that's not for me I chose a different path I went to school I had all these student loans I didn't have the the financial means to make a life change at that point but moving forward a few years for reasons that have nothing to do with the tiny house um, my husband and I ended up separating and in that process of us separating um, process is not the right word it was a long long stressful ordeal but in that process I, I really started to ask myself, what do, what do I want to do at this point? How am I going to take the pieces of this life that just like fell apart and put it back together into something that works better for me, something that felt more in alignment with what my personal goals were? Because now I didn't have to think about what we both wanted. I just had to think about what I wanted. And I knew that that had something to do with an RV or a trailer or a tiny house. The situation was at that point, I had gone to school, I got my master's degree, so I had quite the mountain of student loan debt, and then the process of my divorce added um, a whole layer of complexity and financial devastation, to be honest. So in that space, I really didn't have a lot of financial backing to buy a tiny house, but I knew it was something that I wanted to look at. At the time I started looking at apartments because I needed a, a new place to live and the reality is if you have a dog, especially a big dog, I had a, a wonderful gray lab at that time and he was going with me and I wasn't willing to compromise and go move into a place that didn't accept dogs so it really took me several months to, to look and try to find somewhere to live because I wasn't going to leave my dog. And what ended up happening was I, I wasn't finding any apartments that I could live in so I started branching out and looking at trailers. And I think YouTube had a lot to do with that, watching other people live different lifestyles. So I started looking on Craigslist and um, RV Trader and different websites to see if I could find an RV that I could afford. And my my big goal at that point was, you know what, I, I didn't feel like New Jersey was really working for me and I needed a change. So I wanted to buy a trailer and take it with me to Florida and start a new life in Florida because I really like hot weather and um, I don't like winter. So that seemed like a, a better option for me. The problem at that point was my budget. I did not have a lot of money. Um, most campers were $10,000 and above for anything that was like remotely roadworthy or livable. And I went and looked at several, oh gosh, like, maybe 10 different campers on Craigslist and all of them were outside of my budget or they just needed like a full renovation and I didn't have the skills or the time to do that because I was working so much. So I was, I was starting to get really discouraged at that point because it had been several months and I really needed to find a new place to live. And one day in the morning before work, I was scrolling through Craigslist and a camper popped up that was $2,500. It was a vintage camper. It was adorable. Um, it was a, a 1977 Holiday Rambler and it was called Free Spirit. That was the, um, the model. And it was an 18 foot 
trailer. So it was a manageable size. It was actually a price that I could swing at that point. And it was located in Pennsylvania in Lancaster. And I knew that it wasn't going to last long. So <laughs> I went to work and I had another person who was working in our department that day. I work as a therapist and um, they had traveled from another building and their schedule was a little bit shorter. So I begged them <laughs> to take my last two patients of the day because I had something really important to do. And thank goodness they agreed. I'm still thankful for that. Um, and I left work a little bit early. I got in my car. I drove a little over two hours straight over into Pennsylvania. And I met these people who had the camper listed on Craigslist. And I looked at it and I loved it right away. And it was clean and all of the systems worked well. And I gave them a deposit. And the best part was I didn't have a tow vehicle at that point. I had um, exactly zero experience with trailers. I did, I'd never owned one, um, didn't know the first thing about using one or taking care of it or towing, um, but they were willing to deliver it for a couple hundred dollars. They were going to drop it off for me. So I left and drove back home. And the next day I called a local campground and I was able to book a seasonal campsite and they were dog friendly. So I, had the camper delivered. It was Mother's Day weekend when they dropped off the camper. I remember that. And um, that was my space to stay for the next several months. And I loved that little camper. It was like my sanctuary. I would go to work, I would come back. It was right by a lake. I would run around the lake and then I could take a shower and stayed there and just felt like it was such a, a nice, change of pace and it was really for me it was the process of testing out can I live in a small space and be happy and be content with that and the answer was a big yes I loved it I felt like it was the the start of a, a very much needed healing process after my divorce and after um, all of the financial problems that I experienced because of that period in my life. This was um, me starting to do what I wanted to do, moving in the direction of things that, that really made me happy. That summer that I spent in my camper, in my first camper, living by the lake was, it was just such an adventure to me. The couple that I bought the camper from dropped it off and drove away and there I was left with this camper and like I said I had no experience whatsoever with having an RV and my plan was just I watched YouTube videos on how to empty the tanks, how to work the fridge, how to do all these different things that I had no <laughs> previous knowledge of but I would just figure it out as I went along. And um, that was a, a fun experience for me. But just the idea of having my own space and being in such a great natural setting by a lake, I felt like I knew at that point that that was something that I wanted to do. The problem was it was a seasonal site. So I was there from May until September, the campground closes for the winter. And as September started to come in closer, I didn't have the money for a tow vehicle. I couldn't buy a truck at that point. And to be honest, that camper was built in 1977. And although it was renovated and it looked adorable, there were definitely some structural things that I felt like 
driving it from New Jersey to Florida was probably not a good thing for it. It was, it was okay for like local trips, but I definitely wouldn't want to take it on a road trip because there was a little bit of water damage in the front corners and some of the structural beams really needed to be replaced. And I did not have the time or the skills to do that. So it became clear to me at that point that I couldn't spend the winter in that camper and I wasn't moving to Florida yet. So I had to sell it. And that was really hard. I did not want to sell that camper. I really liked it. And I've, if circumstances in my life were different, I definitely would have kept it. But it's what had to happen at that point for me to, to keep moving forward. So I finally found an apartment where I could have my dog and I moved into the apartment and sold that camper. So all of this was happening in the period of time before I knew Patrick, but it was in March of 2014. I was living in my apartment and I ended up going out on a date. And um, at that point I had been talking to builders and trying to figure out a budget and mainly just working, working as much as I possibly could to try to pay off my student loans and to save up the money for the tiny house that I knew I wanted. And I had this whole plan worked out for myself. So I was looking at an 18 foot tiny house and I had to have a budget of about twenty-five dollars to $30,000 for that um, with some very basic finishings, which was all that I wanted. Something very basic that I could call my own because at that point in my life after all the ups and downs of having a house and leaving and having to sell my camper, I really emotionally felt like I just wanted something that was mine, that no matter where I went, I could take it with me. So I was set on the tiny house. And in my mind, I was thinking, you know what? I was um, 28, 29 at that point, And I remember thinking, okay, most people my age are looking to get married and have kids. So I'm probably gonna do this on my own. And at that point I was okay with that. I was like, you know, I want to do this enough that I'm willing to just buy the tiny house and live on my own and that's okay. And it was at that time that I ended up going on this date with Patrick. And I remember going into the date thinking, I'm not going to like him. I'm just going to go and have a conversation with him. And, um, and that's it. Just a nice time to like meet somebody for coffee and practice <laughs> being able to date, I guess. So. That was completely not what happened at all. Maybe a few minutes into our first date, Patrick says to me, I don't wanna scare you, but you should know that I wanna live in a trailer. He had just gone to the Atlantic City RV show and he was looking at these campers and he had gone through his own experience previously where he was working for the Atlantic City Police Department in his 20s and um, he got laid off for, I think it was about a year and a half. And that caused a huge financial strain on him because he didn't know when he was gonna get his job back. He was still young, didn't have a lot of savings. So it was a really hard time for him. And through that struggle, he decided that he also wanted to live in some sort of alternative structure so that he didn't have to have so much of a financial burden of having a mortgage and um, the ups and downs of having a job and losing a job and all those, those life things <laughs> that come up. So 
he fully expected me to like get up and run out the door and not want to talk to him anymore. So I just kind of sat there and looked at him and let him talk about the pluses and minuses of living in a trailer and all of these different things. Like he was trying to convince me and I just sat there and listened very attentively. And this this really funny process in my head, I wish, wish we had a recording of my internal dialogue at this point, as he's sitting there talking about, I wanna live in a camper and this is why and it's so great. And I'm thinking in my head, who is this person? Like where, where did he come from? This is exactly what I did not think I would be able to find at all. I was fully expecting to just be by myself for quite a period of time. Um, but then <laughs> there he was talking about moving into a trailer. And as he finished telling this, this whole explanation of why he was thinking about doing this, I just kind of smiled and said, you should probably know that I've been talking to tiny house builders and I'm in the process of ordering a tiny house to be built. And um, that, that was kind of <laughs> where the date just went on um, from that point. And we just talked about all the different options and reasons. And it was like this, this very interesting process of suddenly figuring out that we were on the same page with something very strange that I would not expect. Um, and, and that was that with us, you know, we, we both had this understanding of how living an alternative lifestyle or in some sort of alternative dwelling gives you a lot more freedom. And we both wanted to pursue that. Um, and then the good news was that we also personality wise, were very compatible. So over the next couple years of dating, we really decided, all right, this is something we need to pursue seriously. So this is definitely not a short story because it was quite the process of um, getting us here to this point where we have the tiny house. But in those first couple years of dating, um, I was in my apartment originally and as things were going really well, I ended up moving into Patrick's condo. So he had a, a 1400 square foot condo and um, I moved in there so that I could save more money and we started very seriously researching tiny houses, um, options for utilities, where we would park it, all the information, what a realistic budget would be. And I started to realize that I was thinking an 18 foot long tiny house for me, cause that's what my camper was, 18 feet. Then I started thinking, okay, two people and a dog, um, we're definitely gonna need more space. So that's when we started to think more along the lines of a 24 foot tiny house. And that meant the budget had to be a little bit bigger. So I had to um, work and save more to make that happen. But um, we started the process of really trying to find a builder and that was no easy thing. This was in the days before Tiny House Nation and the, the TV shows where people actually started to figure out what a tiny house was. I can't tell you how helpful that show was. Prior to that, if I told someone I wanted a tiny house, they would look at me like a small house. Um, nobody really had an understanding of what a tiny house was, where after that TV show came out, people would be like, oh, the TV show, I watch it all the time. Yes, tiny houses are great. So that helped tremendously in just like expanding public awareness of the tiny house. At that point, we were making phone calls to builders and um, 
because it was so early in the tiny house movement, there were not a lot of options for builders. There were two in particular that we were talking to. Um, one was, actually two of them were located in Tennessee and they were just way out of our price range. I think the starting price for them was like 65,000 and that wasn't gonna happen. So by that point, I was starting to, to feel more discouraged. It seemed like I would never be able to save that amount of money. That was a huge amount. And um, it was a lot fancier than what, what we were looking for. We wanted something simpler. We didn't want a bunch of high-end finishings and like granite countertops and all that kind of stuff because it adds weight um, and it adds a lot of expense. And we were really trying to do this without financing because again, those student loans, I was still chipping away at my student loans and my overall goal with this was to try to move toward a space of being debt free. I was really, really tired of having all of this debt and all of this financial pressure that I felt like I had to work so many hours to chip away at that. So my goal was to bring down my cost of living, do this in a way that was really affordable so that I couldn't get rid of those student loans. At that point, I was getting pretty discouraged. And, you know, in my free time, I would poke around online, look at tiny house layouts, um, show pat pictures, and like we would discuss options about what we wanted to do, what we didn't want to do. And um, I had kind of figured that it was going to be much longer term than I had originally anticipated. But uh, what happened was on Christmas Eve, um, Patrick was working. He was in law enforcement at that time, and he usually worked the holidays. So as usual, I went up to my house, uh, my family's house by myself, did Christmas, and then I came back down. Pat was still at work, and I was on the computer late that night looking at tiny houses and kind of Googling different things. And all of a sudden, I found this builder in Chicago that had never come up before. Um, and he had pictures of a model that he had built a tiny house. The interior was such a great design. It was so simple, but so efficient. Like the way that the layout was just open and easy. And the best part was that the 24 foot layout started at about 35,000. And I got so excited because I said, we're almost there. We're almost at that point. We could afford that. So I texted Patrick to wake me up when he got home and I needed to show him something really important. So sure enough, he gets home at that point a little after like 2.30 in the morning and he woke me up and he was like, what do you need to show me at 2.30 in the morning? And I pulled up the website and I showed him the tiny house and I was like, this, this is what we've been looking for. This is exactly the layout that's gonna work for us. So maybe a few days after that, we called Bob, the owner of Titan Tiny House, and we started talking options of um, what kind of cabinets we were going to have and um, finishings and things like that. We had to pick some of our options. So on January 18th of 2016, Bob sent us the contract. We signed off on all of the options that we wanted and we sent back the contract with a deposit for them to start building the house. Now, this was terrifying. <laughs> it was such a, a scary, scary time for us. Thank you so much for being here 
and spending time with us on the Let New Adventures Begin podcast. We hope that you are inspired to make changes in your own life so that you are living in a way that is the most fulfilling to you. If you would like to follow our journey, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Instagram at Let New Adventures Begin. And if you'd like behind the scenes information and early access to videos, consider becoming a supporting member on Patreon. And we will see you in the next adventure.